The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come. Welcome in. We appreciate you being here. This is episode 96 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Nookie Bishop Jr. Joined as always by my podcast mates, T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, I apologize for being late. Don't be sorry. Be careful. All right. Now that's in the Bible. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> hey, this is the Bible. That ain't no Bible. Says who? You ain't read the Bible from Genesis. Well, that, that is true. Revelation. <laughs> you don't know. That is true. I think, don't the good books say the last shall be first and the first shall be last? I was they last today. They wasn't talking about, they ain't talking about that shit. I know, but I was last today, <laughs> no matter how that goes. <laughs> how you doing, sis? I'm good. We got a lot to talk about because we were on a little break last week. You know, everybody is circulating and percolating and busy. So I'm ready to sit down and talk to my boys. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. We're going to check in with you in just a hot second. Drees, Baltimore. What it do, man? How you feeling? What's up, Nook? What's up, T. Patty? This your boy, Idris Elbow with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And uh, Nook and T. Patty is back to school season. It's right around the corner. The kids about to go back to school. Wait, they're it's, not it's back already? I, well, some of them already back. Like they started back um, this week, but our kids they start back next week. You know, it's it's always that little two week window when mm-hmm. you start back. So some people went back a little early. We go back next week. So we okay. celebrating over here. You sound a little bit too damn happy about that. <laughs> I tell you, you know, we 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 typically try to take the first day of school off, so you send the kids off to school and you <laughs> I celebrate. Know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna be waking it's like up like a holiday. First day of school, he gonna wake up at five in the morning, waking, cooking breakfast. <laughs> like y'all, y'all got to go. go. <laughs> I gotta go. Get out of here. <laughs> Kids go to school, and you and Mrs. Elbow will be brunch and day drinking till the time the kids to come home. You know yes, it. They gonna yep. be living like me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Wake up drinking. <laughs> <laughs> now I saw this story that said that in order to entice these teachers, because it's a big teacher shortage, a lot of school districts across the country they make the school day one hour longer but they on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday schedule for these kids. Dries, how would you uh, feel about I that? I ain't for that as a parent, no. <laughs> you need to give them all five days. <laughs> they said that they got these Your Friday- parents ain't gonna only, go for that. They said they got these Friday-only daycares popping up all of a sudden now. What? So in the districts that got the Monday, Tuesday, Dang, Wednesday, really? Thursday school district, they got these Friday-only daycares popping up, and they said the teachers is loving it because they only got to go to school. They only got to go to work four days a week, and they all Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What district? Well, I tell you, that, that's, that's a good idea for a four-day work week, as long as you got something to do with the kids on that Friday. But if you got an infrastructure to support kids being somewhere else on Friday, I'm for it. Just don't send them home. 
<laughs> well, for the record, we should all be on four day work weeks. How productive is everybody's Friday? Ain't nobody doing shit on Friday. Or if they are, like real work has stopped by lunchtime. That's true. Yeah, they 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 came up with that um, phrase quiet quitting. I was like, that's every Friday. <laughs> so you know what? I keep hearing that term, but I haven't bothered to go and look to see what the hell it is. So let's talk about that at some point during this conversation, because I don't know what they're talking about. Let's talk about it right now. What is quiet quitting, bro? I never heard of okay, that this, before. Okay, this, this is my understanding of it. I'm like T-Petty, too. That's like, I, I can't be reading up on all this stuff. But my, but the quiet quitting to me is like, you know how people are going through the, um, um, you know, leaving work and stuff like that, you know, for various reasons. And then for some folks, they can't leave work, right? Or it's not a good time or, you know, whatever. And so what they do, they, they kind of like withdraw. Or don't don't say you know don't put as much effort out or energy all right or just like do the bare minimum. But I was like, I've been doing that for a minute. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I think that's what it is by quiet quitting. That's my interpretation of it. All right. But I so could be I, wrong. No, you actually are not. So I went and I use a power Google fool, and actually. This is some bullshit. This is actually people drawing boundaries. So y'all want to hear what this is? Break it down. Break it down. All right. So the trend of quiet quitting has been rising in popularity on TikTok and social media in recent weeks. It doesn't actually involve quitting the job, but doing less at work, perhaps refusing to work overtime or answer emails outside of work hours. Who the fuck is that's, doing that's that? That's why I said I've been doing that. I'm doing that. It's like you, you pay me to do you pay me to do X. I'm gonna do X. Why I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z? And you don't pay me for the Y and Z. All right. So there are some bullet points about what quiet quitting entails. Y'all ready? Yes. Saying right, give it to us. Saying no to tasks outside of the traditional job description. You ain't paying me for it. <laughs> job All description. Right. That makes sense. Not, this shit is on this paper. This shit ain't on this paper. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. All right. Not replying to emails or Slack messages outside of work. What? No, not work, regular work hours. Now, I'll, I'll stretch right. it to like six. You know, you might get to six. I might do something. After that, it's like I'm shutting it down. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to come back to that. Tomorrow. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, le leaving work on time. I can understand uh, that. Yeah, who, who wants to stay late at work? Because if you stay late, that's mean you working more. Work-life balance. Being yeah. less, being less emotionally invested. If you are emotionally invested in your job, you need to find yourself some fucking hobbies. Yeah. All I'm right, now, so I'll, okay, this is a double-sided one now. Like, I think, I think you can care about your work. And be interested in it, but it, it shouldn't consume you to the point where it ain't nothing else, or like you're worried about it. You waking up in the middle of the night thinking about some something you ain't do at work. Now I don't think you need to be that emotionally invested in it. You don't need to be that emotionally invested in your personal life either. If a nigga well, keeps me up at night, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Unless it's for something I want to be up for. Okay, okay. Or also get down. Next two. All right. Minutes. <laughs> no, no more overachieving. Mm. I, I never worried about that. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> and then the next, reduce interest in going above and beyond to secure a promotion at the company. 
So basically all this sounds like to me is somebody who is drawing healthy boundaries between work and life. Yeah, it's work-life balance. It's just another name. But I, I think because everybody was doing the, um, what they call the great resignation, they had to come up with a catchy phrase, you know, oh, called yes. quiet quitting. You know, okay. to, just to talk about the phenomenon of like people drawing boundaries. Now they said that shit's coming to an end because you know what happened during the great resignation? The great what? bill pile up of 2022. <laughs> these well, motherfuckers then got these bills. Like, mm, my job wasn't that bad. Well, everybody that I know that quit their job left and went to a better one. Like they weren't just quitting their job and sitting around not doing shit. I mean, we are black. We got bills to pay. Thus, that overachieving, underachieving damn dichotomy that people need to examine themselves before they uh, resign and no plan B. Oh, yeah. Now, that's just dumb. You need to pay your bills. I mean, like it or not, them credit scores matter. Yeah, yeah. So this whole not replying to emails or Slack messages outside of like work hours. So I don't know about y'all, but I work like a, a flexible kind of deal. I got shit that I'm doing during work hours. So I do my meetings and I do whatever. But sometimes for me at night, A, I like to stay up late. I'm not a, a morning person. Y'all know that I'm not. But sometimes I'll be sitting on my couch watching a little Law & Order. I got a drink and I will go through my email because I had didn't have time to do that shit during the day. But I use the schedule since. So they don't know I'm sitting on my couch at nine o'clock with a drink because I send my emails at like the next morning at nine And see, that, that's the difference, T-Patty, right there, right? You ain't sending stuff to other people and then putting out this expectation that exactly. you want them to respond and they got to respond. Exactly. That's, that's you being flexible and doing what works for you. And then you schedule it and you being thoughtful about how other people receive that work. So I, I think that's okay right there. I actually, I've talked to some like senior leaders at my firm before about this. Like y'all don't recognize this, but everybody is not like me. Like if you send me an email at eight o'clock at night, I don't give a single solitary chicken fried fuck. I'm not responding to that shit because I don't want you to think that if I send an email to Toya at night, or on weekends, she's going to respond. But hmm. other people feel pressure. Like, oh my God, my manager or my senior manager, or the general manager of my firm sent me an email. I have to respond right now. And it yeah. just creates an expectation. Like for me, I don't give a damn what your title is. Bitch, it's hmm. after five o'clock. You won't be getting no email from me. Even if I type it out and hit the schedule send, you won't see it before tomorrow morning. There but everybody is. doesn't think like that, but they should. Save that shit hey, to drafts. I'm, I'm going to have to use that schedule sin. I think oh, I might, just, like, I might yeah. just go on vacation and just type a bunch of like random emails yeah, just, and send them at like random times. Like, like, <laughs> work, like go out. It's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant thing. So they think that I am like up and working at like 8 a.m. No, actually I scheduled all these emails the night before and I'm working out or I'm laying in my bed or I'm not doing shit. But the work is yeah, still I like that. I gotta remember that one. Look at you too. Because you, you did the work. You did the work. And work smart, not the hard. Work is 
No, shit. No, I just say I'd just be saving my shit to drafts and then just sending it when I uh you know the next day. Ah, but, yeah, schedule okay. sin, bro. Schedule sin. Schedule sin. All right. That's an outlook. And if you are Google Shop, it's in Google too. You can do okay. that for Google personal emails. I do it all the time. All right, I gotta check that shit out. Now I thought the quiet quitting was like you know, like when you got the person at the job that's old as Methuselah and they already <laughs> retired. They didn't pick. They didn't pick the. Re- <laughs> y'all know what person at y'all job I'm talking about? They already done picked a retirement date. They just ain't there yet. They just you know they counting down the days until they, you know, essentially is free. But yeah, I, I thought that's what quiet quitting was. So. I mean, I thought it was somebody quitting and not giving no notice. Like, bye, bitch, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> just don't ever, come, don't, don't ever come back. Like, just disappear. <laughs> don't tell nobody nothing. <laughs> These companies are fired with no notice. Hey, like, wait, wait. Didn't that happen? We, the courtesy. Didn't we do a show where, like, um, a guy had quit, but he got, like, a paycheck for, like, 20 years? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the guy. Like, he, he just he was, stopped showing up. Now, that's quiet quitting. Yeah, he stopped that's showing quiet, up, but that's they kept the, paying him. That's, that's quiet the real quitting. quiet quitting when you still <laughs> right. get paid. Yeah, you just don't show up. That's no work, about. no show, and get the dough. That's right. that's what's like, up. Fuck all that. I'm not working past five. He was like, I'm not working at all, bitch. That's what's <laughs> up. We're going to have to rewind that for the hundredth episode and check up on that. Yeah, and check up on that. That's what's up. Um, unfinished business from episode 95, T. Petty. It was an after party, and we forgot to introduce the after party the traditional way. So we will now do this. Oh, shit. Hit it, maestro. After the party, it's the after party. You are the effing man. I thought that you had (laughs) forgot all about that. Like, I had forgot about that. You was right on time. That shit was crisp. Super crisp. I I was holding that one. I was holding it in. I appreciate (laughs) it. I've been waiting to let it go. You remember when James Brown used to have the horns that hit me? Hit me two times. That shit was crisp. That shit was crisp. So, yeah, after party. Number 24, that's episode 95, is now airing on um, Apple Podcast, Android, wherever you get your podcasts, including your smart speakers. Just tell them to play the Digital Gumbo Podcast, and bam, we pop on. Also, uh, breaking news, we are the tri-host of the number 33 Improv Podcast in, of all places, South Africa. Dries, oh, react to this. Yeah, ready? All right. So so the, people in, the people's in South Africa is feeling us. That's good. Hey, you know, yeah. Uh, I think I think we got a lot in common with South Africa. What we got in common with South Africa? <laughs> well, we're Negroes. That's yes. true. <laughs> That's that true. would be one. <laughs> So, um, you know, uh, we on we live on stolen white land. land. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, you know, we've had some some of our our very good friends went to South Africa a few years ago and loved it. So, I actually saw a rental, like a well, not Airbnb, but like a rental property. Yeah. Like all of us could go and stay in that house for super cheap and never see each other if we didn't want to. Like, wow. I got to get to South Africa. There are so many countries in Africa that I need to get to. So South uh, Africa... I think you're on to something like that. That's probably, We need to go to South Africa. I mean, we need to go to a lot of countries in Africa. 
That's what's so, up. We could we could do like the podcast on the plane, like on the way to South Africa, and then do the return are we, episode. Are we renting a private plane? <laughs> uh, no, whoever is sitting next to us just gonna have to deal with it. Shit, put some airplanes <laughs> on. Did they if like they're gonna be living hostages like in the Carters? They're gonna be right on the podcast and they sign this waiver and they're gonna Wait, be on the How long is the flight to South Africa? I want to be on a big plane. I can't even if it's private. I can't be on a little plane. Well, I gotta be on a big plane where I can get up and walk around and do stuff. I feel yeah. like that flight is long AF. So I yeah, well, that's I what I'm saying. To, um, I I gotta be on a, a plane with like three stories or something. I gotta go up and down and around. So when I, I can't be on no small um, private something. When I went to Africa a few years ago, it was thir- 12 or 13 hours to Dubai where we had to do a plane change. Okay. And then it was like another two or three hours. That shit was, that was long as fuck. We need to get on a nonstop 787 with the club lounge on it and like a little podcast booth. And then we just drink. How, how much oh, money do you think we got? <laughs> You know what? We just, we just, we'll work out the details. You know, no, we might get no, a you, you, Did you see that? Uh, no, T-Pat, did you see Nook sent around a thing where a guy, he uh, took the most expensive flight in the world? Now and they showed know, him he was on a flight taking showers. No, like expensive you meals. Know, y'all be on some foolishness in that group chat. So sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to pay attention to none of this. $33,000. So Thirty-three. How yeah. many miles? How how many like American Express miles is that? Because I might uh, have that. I think he did pay with it, pay for it with points. It was amazing. That's what I'm saying. I got points. All the food he wanted when he every time he got up to go like to the the, the bathroom, which was on a whole nother floor on the plane, they would come back. His bed was remade. Any food that he wanted, they pressed where, the button and bring it to him. Where was he flying though? Where was he going? Uh, I want to say like, Africa, like, but I'm not or sure. Aurora or the Maldives or something like that. It was somewhere warm, somewhere nice. Um, they flipped a coin between him and his sister. Uh, whoever won the coin flip got the expensive uh, seat. He got it, and she had the fly coach. And he was like, "Oh, I never talked to him." And, and they compared it. <laughs> What she was doing yeah. as coach and what he was doing. I really got to start paying attention in our group chats because I miss all of that. Yeah, yeah. She said, I need to start paying attention to our group chats because uh, I didn't know that we were talking. I mean, yes, sir, you do. We're going to talk about that some more, but let's yeah. move on for now. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's get into this news for the week. T. Petty, break this down. Uncle Joe, you said he needed to do it, and he did it. Student loan reform, somewhat. Break down the parameters, 10 grand in loan forgiveness and 20 grand on forgiveness if you had a Pell Grant. Loan forgiveness, student loan forgiveness. Let's put some respect on Joey B's name because it is much more than just what's forgiven. So let's just run down the bullet points, shall we? Let's do that. All right. So first of all, if you're paying your student loans and you got that payment pause that is now going to be extended, and it's probably the final one, but it's extended through January 2023. So no student loans, no interest is accruing between now and January, um, which is fantastic because those loans were going to start being paid in September and like next week. So we got another, what, four or five months of reprieve on that. So next, if you make less than $125,000 for singles, 
or two fifty for married couples, it's that ten thousand dollar. Like you don't even gotta worry about it. Um, if you got a Pell Grant, which the majority of Pell Grant recipients are black, then you get twenty grand canceled. Um, so if you owe less than those amounts on your federal student loans, this is not covered private, but if you owe less than that on your federal student loans, then as of yesterday, you don't, you're debt free when it comes to your student loans, which is phenomenal. Um, so for the public service loan forgiveness, so for those those friends and family who are working, God bless them in the nonprofit space. So, you know, you work for 10 years and then you can get all of your, your student loans, um, whatever the remaining balance is waived. So for those folks, um, you get credit for your past periods of repayment that otherwise would not qualify. So for that, you have to apply. So you gotta go to the public student loan forgiveness and find out what the criteria is to apply for that, to make sure all of your payments that you made go toward that 10 year window. All right, next, you don't have to pay above 5% of your income for your undergrad loans. And it used to be 10%. So if you were on like that um, income driven repayment plan, the minimum was like 10% of your uh, take home. Now it's 5%. So that is a huge thing. Um, if you make less than the equivalent of $15 an hour, you don't have to make any student loan payments at all. If you have made 10 years of payments instead of 20 years, if your balance is $12,000 or less, that balance is forgiven. Um, I'm still going. Um, That's a lot. Now, and it's one more. The government will now buy, now cover your unpaid monthly interest. So your loan balance is not continuing to grow. As long as you're making your monthly payments, um, then the interest won't kill you because that's what's really getting a lot of people. Like you paying on your loans, paying, 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 and the fucking balance never goes down. Is because of that fucking interest. So now, as long as you're paying on your loan, that interest is no longer killing you. That is all of that. That's like eight different things. That is fucking huge. And so people are having a fit. Nah, he's not waiving all of my bills. He's not forgiving it all. First of all, he never fucking said that's what he would do. He's always said it was $10,000 up to 50. If Congress puts a bill on his desk, he said he would sign it. Mm. So y'all can say what y'all want to about Joey B. And I said this, I think in our last episode, he is maybe has been one of the most, one of, if not the most successful legislative presidents that we've known in our lifetime. He's done more um, in terms of loan forgiveness, climate change, inflation, taxes like joey b been getting it done with the absolute slimmest of majorities so everybody should put some respect on his fucking name i did that i did that it, this shit is amazing like it's not gonna help us because like we some six-figure niggas and you know 
Speak for yourself, T. Petty. <laughs> but this is amazing. Like, if you got a Pell Grant, you get 20 grand knocked off of your fucking student loan, your federal student loans. Now, private, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But everybody, instead of throwing fits and claiming they're not going to vote for a Democrat or not going to vote at all because he didn't wave off, like, that's just fucking immature and ridiculous. Because Everything is on the line in these fucking midterms. Women's right to choose, our voting rights, police, well, I hate to say police reform because you can't reform that shit, but let's just use police reform in the common vernacular. Like all the things that black people have been needing, fighting for, you think you're gonna get more of that if Joey B doesn't have a majority? in the next two years, mm. grow the fuck up. Because Absolutely. the shit that he's doing, he's not flashy. He's not out here with the razzle-dazzle. But Joey B and his administration is getting shit done. And we need to support that shit. Because this is huge. $10,000 is better than zero. How are you going to complain about owing $10,000 less? Or even $20,000 less? Something is better than nothing. Something you got to start from somewhere. Nothing. And if, if a majority, if a Democratic majority is delivered to him in these midterms, he already said that he would waive up to 50 grand if they put a bill on his desk. So what is the fucking problem, people? Get on board and quit acting like some spoiled little bitches, because this is a big fucking deal. This message pay. brought to you by T. Petty and the Student Loan Forgiveness Facts Center. <laughs> Facts Center. F-A-C-T-S. Drees. 10 grand. Joe has done it. Student loan forgiveness. React to this. Yeah, so I, I, I just want to put this in perspective, right? The fact that we are not only talking about student loan forgiveness as a society, but we've actually managed to start doing it in all those ways that T. Petty list, listed out. Like, that's a sea change, right? Before, like, if you would say, like, all those folks that are accumulating debt, we need to forgive it. We weren't even having those conversations, you know, a, a few years ago. I'm talking about it was on the fringes, that's right? right. It was right. on the fringes. So the fact that it's mainstream and we got movement on it and we got concrete stuff around it, that is huge. So that is huge. So so much props to the um, Biden administration. Um, I want to say, you know, props too to um, a lot of the, the I'm going to say Democratic candidates because they were talking about this, right? Like that was part of their platforms when they were kind of running, you know, in the, in the primaries and whatnot. And so that, that, that idea, that thought got seeded and because it was seated, it stuck with folks and folks pushed it. And now we have that. So it can, like T. Petty said, we, we, you got 10 now along with the, a lot of other stuff. You, and you got the pathway to 50,000. So that's amazing. So, so good job on that. The second thing I, I want to say is about just um, Biden's been on a roll, right? Now, it's, it's all happened this summer. He had a, he had a hot boy summer. <laughs> <laughs> all this popping off this summer he had a hot boy summer but i know it uh you know it probably took a lot of it, it did take a lot of pre-work 
a lot of setting it up, a lot of like moving mechanisms to get it all to kind of come out. And he's fortunate that it came out together, you know, and, you know, and so he's got the momentum now. And you got even folks talking about like, won't you go ahead and give give him a, a majority, right? right? A stronger majority. So that that that's definitely that conversation has shifted now. So yeah, people discount Joe Biden because he he's one of those politicians that's been around the majority of my life, like since I was a little kid. Um, he's been in Washington now for forty plus years. He's not flashy, but he's one of those politicians that has always gotten shit done. Now, his performance at the Clarence Thomas confirmation, I still, mm. I'll never forgive him for that shit. But that notwithstand, notwithstanding, um, he is one of the more um, talented politicians. And this this his first two years of presidency have proved that like he has had the slimmest of majorities and in terms of his legislative victories he is getting shit done so people talk shit about him and nancy pelosi and chuck schumer but they have been getting shit done they held those raggedy ass democratic caucuses together even that fucking mansion and cinema to really pass a groundbreaking legislation and we should not overlook that and we should not allow anybody else to downplay these accomplishments in his first two years as president that's what's up uh just uh my aside uh one of the things i hope that people learn in school the word cancel does have one l in it the word cancellation only has one l in it as well that's all that's very nerdy of me very english of what me, the but, hell? Where did yeah. that what? even come from, sir? Yeah. Because we're canceling <laughs> student debt, but people, oh, okay. people right, send the right. word cancellation, they put two L's in it. There's not two L's in cancellation. There's only one L in cancellation. I mean, they're both spellings are acceptable. Well, not to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, if conversate can get into the goddamn dictionary, then we can certainly let a second L fly. Can we not? I, I, I hate that word. Oh, conversate makes me want to oh, stab the speaker in the tongue. I mm. hate <laughs> You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast, episode 96. The Digital Gumbo Podcast is all about news, notes, uh, current events, race, culture, and politics uh, here in the United States and around the world. Digital Gumbo Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Android, and uh, wherever you get your podcasts, including your smart speaker, the Digital Gumbo Podcast does contain language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. I have handpicked a story uh, for both of you from your home states, and I'm curious as to your reactions to them. Oh, damn. Oh, boy. Therese, you were born in <laughs> South Carolina, Myrtle yes. Beach, last week, 222. Two shark attacks, two days in the same week. Uh, I won't even say it's a shark attack. Like, for example, if somebody come to my door and they try and get in, that's an attempted home invasion. I'm just going to whoop that ass, call the police and let them drag them off wherever they got to take them to the hospital or whatever. That's neither here nor there. It's really not a shark invasion, shark attack. It's the shark's home 
and people have been out there, um, you know, just swimming. So one, two shark attacks, quote unquote. But here's the thing. The second person that got bit, that's their own fault. Now they down, they was two miles, they was like a mile away. So you see us a big crowd and ambulances and shit down the way. And they say, you say, what happened? Oh, it was a shark attack. Then you take your ass back down the beach and get in the water. Whoever was the second victim, if they was aware of the first shark attack, then that's on them. But Myrtle Beach, two shark attacks, two victims, same week, in two days, as a matter of fact. So uh, break down this whole dynamic. You know, I, I think it, it, it boiled down to this. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's easy picking and they delicious. <laughs> That's that's a shark because like like you said once you got the first person right the the water is already bloody and they know like okay they, it's something here I, I'm I'm looking for something so if anybody else is in that water guess what they easy pickings and that's what they did and now I know they're gonna be trying to study this right because like shark attacks or whatever you like you call them they are pretty rare like right they're rare occurrence. Um, but they do happen, right? Because you you in the wild and animals are in the wild and you 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 interact with them. And some people think, you know, it's due to like um, you know, different times of the year or the change in the environment or currents or feeding patterns uh for, for animals, but whatever it is, I don't care like the cause behind it, right? It is like you are out in the wild, in the ocean. So it's like you you tend to think like everything belonged to us as human beings and we have a right to be there and then everything else that is there is like subservient to our being there and that's not true like <laughs> if you're around and a shark is hungry he's gonna bite you he's gonna eat <laughs> so that's you know it's just that simple i think you know people are just in in the environment and the sharks are hungry and they're getting ate and they're delicious there it is. There it is. Now, T. Patty, I know that you're going to give your warning for people to stay their ass at home. And, you know, if it's a shark zone, they need to stay away from it. But this is something I found out. So sharks particularly bite people that are on surfboards because they are used to seeing seals in the water and right. they see that paddling motion and they right. take the chunk out of the ribs or the side. And then when they figure out it ain't seal, uh, even though they left a bloody mess, uh, they just go ahead on about their business. But two okay. shark attacks in, in Myrtle Beach in two days. If you stayed your ass in a high rise somewhere in the city, you wouldn't be getting chomped on by a shark. You go in their environment, you look like the food that they eat. What do you fucking expect? I don't have any sympathy. And after the first one got bitten, why did you hop your happy ass in there? That's what I'm so saying. So the person was the appetizer and you were the main entree? Like, that don't make no sense to me. So, I mean, did any of them die? No, they did not die. No, no. Well, they'll be all right. But, but my thing is, like, how, how, how far out was they in the water? Because, like, when I go to the ocean, too, like, I like going to the ocean. But I only go so far into the ocean without a vessel. You what? know, like, usually what? if I'm in the ocean, that's a pretty big vessel I'm on. So I try not to worry about that. So well, like I wouldn't know how far they was out because a shark can only get so far inland, well, right? You don't, have, you don't have to be out that far for a shark to. Well, like up to your knees, like what, like what? They yeah, can I, be, I, I, yeah, they can be. You can be up to your knees. 
Because you might can't see the bottom. Ain't no shark getting me if I'm if I'm in the water up to my knees. I can I can out juke a shark. I can, no, I, I can, no, I can, I can juke them. Yeah. No, I no. bet that's what they thought too. And they ended up being a shark advertiser. So there you go. You, you ain't gonna get me if I'm up in the water in my knees. You is not getting me. I bet that's what they thought too. Like, Tip if a shark going... come at me, I'll, I'll jump up before he try to bite me. I and I'll jump on his back. You oh, ain't get oh me if God. I if I'm only in knee deep water. Who the fuck are you, Matt Damon, for sharks? Like, hey, like, if if I see a shark, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be moving. Sharknado. All I <laughs> all I know is I just I go in the ocean where I can actually see. So I'm not going in to like Ocean City or Virginia Beach because that water is. Oh, you had a pre You go to the pretty water, the pristine, I need aqua see, blue. Because I can see far and wide, and if the sharks are showing up. I'm getting my ass out because obviously they would like dark. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> you so. know, T Pad, it might be something about like not washing your legs. It's <laughs> 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 like if you don't wash your legs, that might attract sharks. Now, you know what? I would like to see some statistics on shark bites and <laughs> and the, the racial makeup of the victims. I ain't never seen no black shark bite victim. Have you? No, you know you know why T Petty? Because we use cocoa butter lotion and like I mean, when you get in the it, water, the cocoa butter lotion them. just <laughs> Yeah. Creates like a film on the water and cocoa they know butter. that. <laughs> 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 yes. Moisturize has more benefits than we ever knew. Shark repellent. Yep. Y'all are too funny. Too funny. T Petty, you remember I had my birthday in New Orleans and I had that Long Island iced tea with that shark in it, and they put I, the, the I, red uh the red, red color. Yeah, and, and then you drown the shark and you squeeze it and it's like it was blood. And I had a Jaws t-shirt on of all t-shirts yeah. that day and wow. I drank the whole thing straight. It was amazing, Drees. You, you hadn't gotten there yet, wow. but yeah, that was you cool. Not, I actually have that on a boomerang, I believe. I need to send it to what? They, put a, they, put a, they put a shark in my drink and they did. Um, they did. I still have the shark, believe it or not. Did so. I tell you I went back to New Orleans that following year i think it was i yeah. was there when i went last year for a wedding we went to that same place that's what's up they still oh did you get quality. the drink they still did the drink i did not get the drink because you know i don't drink mixed drinks and oh, i yeah, certainly don't straight. drink long island iced teas because that shit is poison it's got like 89 <laughs> different kinds of alcohol in it no it was, thing. it was all liquor and it was delicious you know, <laughs> they, they really knew how to make that uh, long island iced tea uh t petty Dateline, the entire state of Michigan. In a retrial, these two domestic insurgents have been convicted of trying to kidnap Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Is that correct? Big that Gretch? That is correct. They was trying to kidnap Big Gretch and execute her is what mm. they were trying to do. Guilty. Uh, as they should be. Like, they were obviously plotting to kidnap Big Gretch. They said they were going to hold some kind of fucking fake ass sham trial. And then they were going to execute her. I can't remember now how they got caught. And so if I recall correctly, they I were- I think they were talking to like one of the alphabet boys or girls thinking that they was in on the plot. And then they, of course. they got their ass. 
that's how they always get God. It's like the same shit on Scooby Doo. Oh, they take the mask off and it's (laughs) the damn professor or somebody. You know what? They they know what time it is. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you damn kids. Listen. (laughs) And that dog. And that dog. (laughs) First of all, if you're going to commit a crime, you need to do that shit solo dolo. I ain't telling nobody nothing because that's how you get caught. But they were uh, obviously plotting. And really what I think is that um, they're not the only ones. So y'all know I love my home state of Michigan. But there are really only uh, some cities that I feel safe in there. Like I'm not diddy bopping my ass through the rural parts of Michigan because they're crazy. Mm -hmm. Less than 50 miles from where I grew up is a Ku Klux Klan stronghold. Damn. And even when I was a kid, like if we were going to that particular city, we mm-hmm. were out of there by dark, Damn. period. And, and that was in the 80s and 90s. And that's probably still the case today. So yeah. am I surprised that there was this group of militia, whatever the fuck they're calling themselves, plotting to kidnap and murder the governor of the state? Absolutely not. What I do hope is that these sentences serve as a deterrent to the rest of the crazy motherfuckers who are still slithering around my beloved home state. Um, they probably it probably won't be, but I hope that it is because we are actually living in some really dangerous times with all this rhetoric and these politicians encouraging this kind of violence against people they disagree with politically against teachers, LGBTQ community, uh, us, anybody that's not like a white straight Asian. They're declaring war Mm -hmm. on everybody. And so um, rounding these people up and holding them accountable for the fuck shit that they do is something that needs to happen. That's what's up. That's what's up. Drees. Yeah, the first trial uh, not guilty. They had a retrial and these two dudes got convicted trying to uh, kidnap the damn governor. Big Gretch. Yeah, yeah but, but think about this though, because all this, this happened before the January 6th insurrection. Right? So you knew that stuff was like bubbling up out there, right? And a plot to kidnap a governor of a state. Right? It was just like foreshadowing all the other stuff that was coming. And the thing that you said before is like, um, when they I, they did the first first something and they got off, I don't know what that was because I because I remember hearing that too, and people was like, "What is this? What kind of message is this sending?" That you know you caught them, and then I don't know was it a mistrial or something something happened, and they they got off and then they they redid it, <laughs> and then they got them. I was like, "Oh my god!" Even in that, they almost kind of slipped away on it so it is it is bad out there like t petty is, is is saying if you you've already got like people plotting to kidnap and assassinate a governor you had the january 6th insurrection and you have all these militia groups that are out there so you know it's it's you know i think they had to get a win on this one just to at least have some some feeling of like okay y'all need to stop this I mean, do you think it's going to stop, though? 
These I, it ain't gonna stop, but at least they 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 can say like it might be a, a, a alphabet boy somewhere around or alphabet girl around while you plotting. So you you right. can't just do a free willy nilly. That at least we we looking now or paying attention. But before, if you don't get no no resistance, it's like oh we it. might as well just just do whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I, mean, the, I I was gonna say um the, that the biggest threat to um america or whatever are these homegrown terrorists mm -hmm. these white supremacy like law enforcement has known about this for years um and with that orange piece of shit the threat has gotten more and more um like the threat level is much higher Right, especially after January 6th, where they did that bullshit. And basically, like they were escorted off the grounds. I will never forget that. So now they're being prosecuted or whatever, but are they facing the the penalties that they should be facing? No. Mm -hmm. And that's a good point. For the people yeah. who are much smarter, who are remaining underground and building these, whatever the fuck they're doing. And buying weapons hither, thither, and yon with little to no um, regulations around it. I mean, we should all be concerned and vigilant. Absolutely. Absolutely. T. Petty, as a personal aside, is the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Are they like uh, vacation uh, friendly, uh, especially towards people of color? I'm just curious because I, I think I'd like to go one day, but I don't know really mm, what's up mm. there. So I think mm. Greece can talk about mm. that. So I grew up there and mm. I will say that there are so Michigan is a, a beautiful state. The upper peninsula, even like driving through the lower peninsula in the fall and seeing all like the leaves changing color and all that, it's a beautiful state. The natural rock formations and the lakes and all that kind of stuff. Gorgeous. Um but are there cities I wouldn't be caught dead in uh, in the lower and upper peninsula? Absolutely, mm -hmm. 100%. I would okay. not. Okay. So there are certain things, certain cities like Mackinac Island, you'd be cool, Traverse City, some of the other stuff, some of the mm -hmm. other um, like more popular and well-known cities in Michigan. 100%, even like on the on the western part of, um, western side of Michigan with like a lot of breweries and stuff like that, gorgeous. Um, but once you start getting off the beaten path and you look like us, you should be careful. I don't recommend it. Okay, I'm gonna stay my ass on the unbeaten path or the beaten oh. path, I don't know. Stay on the, stay on the regular stay, path. Stay on the beaten path, sir, because your stay ass, don't do that. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with with T Patty on that. Like I I, I traveled through like um, Michigan. Like I was I was you know working for this organization, and we were making stops in, in yeah, different. They was trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I was I was rolling out. It was me, and it was it was by two two coworkers. Uh, it was a, it was a white girl, and it was a a, a Muslim girl. And we was like. You know, we was both just rolling and a, and a black dude just rolling through Michigan, like stopping in towns, talking to people. And uh, and some of them was cool. 
Like, you know, we stopped in some of the largest cities that was like really cool, but then we stopped in some of the other places. And there's I have to tell you the stories behind them, but like it was like, ooh, this is this is a little different. And we're we're traveling through the UP, and I tell you, it's beautiful, but you don't get no self service <laughs> as oh, you're traveling no, up right. in the UP. <laughs> so I remember. No I remember when you came home, came to the house, and showed me like where y'all was going, and I was like, bruh, you going where <laughs> with who? Don't do it. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. See, this mm. is why I ask questions before I go somewhere. If you know somebody that's a native of that place, like, for example, if you ask me about upstate New York, I'll tell you everything. Like, everything mostly around here is cool, but, like, don't go off the interstate because, listen, one time we got lost, and um, we thought we was on the interstate. It was by the interstate parallel, too. Man, it was a biker gang bar that, mm. like, I was just like, uh, I'm mm. just gonna hold my pee. It was like, like <laughs> spotty sense with all. I was like, I seen the bikes. I was like, okay, no problem. I don't want to be stereotypical. No, 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 no. Like mm, the jukebox stopped. The record didn't scratch, when I stopped, but the jukebox stopped jukebox when stopped. I went in there. I was like, mm, no, thank you. So, like, uh, let's uh, try and go back around to the interstate. Uh, it won't be that far. So. Yeah, yeah, avoided that. Um, this is the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Uh, America's, well, actually, this is South Africa's uh, fastest rising improv podcast. Yes. The Digital Gumbo Podcast is all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics. We're available on Apple Podcasts. Our entire library of episodes is available on Apple Podcasts, Android, and wherever you get your podcasts. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Okay, Drees, um, name, image, likeness. Uh, this is a thing where um, uh, college athletes, student athletes can now profit off of their name, their image, or their likeness can sell. They can have jobs, etc. So it's really working out for them. Black people have some of the most interesting names ever. I will give you one of them. The coldest Crawford. The coldest yes. Crawford, D A apostrophe C O L D E D E S T. The coldest Crawford. He is a wide receiver for the University of Nebraska. I believe he's a Louisiana native. He has signed a deal and actually has his commercials out in Lincoln, Nebraska, with, of all things, an HVAC uh, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning company. <laughs> And the coldest, we're going to put a link to the commercial in the podcast notes. The coldest got his own commercial with the HVAC company. Uh, that, that, okay, that, that, that just down. took me out because like one, okay, with the name like the coldest, you you know that's greatness there, right? Because that's how black folks talk. You know he the coldest, that, that's how more the coldest, <laughs> right? And so they just went ahead and named it that, so he got to live up to it. So not only is he an amazing athlete, but I didn't even think about the whole HVAC angle. That's that's brilliant. The coldest. You get get both sides, the athletic, like you're the coldest, and then you get the coldest on the HVAC side. I ain't even mad at that. The commercial is brilliant. He's there with the two HVAC technicians. They got the van going. He's like, I'm the coldest. They like, we're going to give you the coldest air conditioning for summer, blah, 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 blah. And the coldest got a couple of speaking parts in the uh, commercial. 
the coldest Crawford tea petty. That is heinous. I don't <laughs> listen. So, How you I, not love that tea petty? The coldest. That's a terrible fucking name. Let's be clear. However, I love that he has like made the best out of a terrible name. Now I. My real name is not that traditional, although it's not difficult. Now, some people can't seem to get that shit right. My daughter's name. Yeah, it's difficult for some. It is, and I have to correct them all the time, even though my name only has four fucking letters. Mm. Uh, My daughter's name is not traditional, but it's easy to pronounce, you would think. But the coldest, I mean, listen. Nick, you don't carry that baby for nine months. You have gone through the labor and delivery of that baby. Name your kid whatever the hell you want to name them. But think about the kid's future. The coldest, like, come on now. <laughs> Why are oh. we doing this to our children? But now, I mean, the HVAC angle now, that's that's kind of brilliant. I got to hand it to yeah, that's dope. I'm going to send y'all the link in the chat with uh, other commercial. I'm going to put it in the podcast notes as well. So the coldest, right? It's like, uh, I was like, damn, was like the final months of her uh, of her pregnancy, like in November, you know, October, November, December. That's one. Uh, the other thing is the only way that this could be better is if the coldest was a hockey player, like the coldest shooting stars, <laughs> the coldest coffer to the back of the net. He is the so yeah, the coldest <laughs> Crawford. <laughs> so he's uh yeah, they're at University of uh, Nebraska. So he's parlayed that already into uh a uh, athletic scholarship. So good for him. And uh the coldest got the HVAC commercial and a little NIL deal. So uh congratulations to him. That's what's up. That's what's up. T. Patty, tell me something about a story I may have missed this week or something I have not talked about yet. Well, I don't know if you want to talk about this now, but a couple, three episodes ago, I said we were going to talk about these midterm races, right? Like critical ones. So I have a list that I think we should discuss. We should talk about for our listeners. Because I mean, it's a lot of shit on the line for these midterms. Sorry, y'all. I don't have nothing funny. This is like a serious thing. So y'all ready? Give it to us, T Petty. Break it down. Break it down. All right. So I'm gonna go state by state. Georgia. Senate race. Raphael Warnock. Oh Lord. That goddamn Herschel Walker. The fact that this race is even close is a goddamn disgrace. But Georgia voters, I know that y'all are tired. I know y'all carried this goddamn democracy on your backs in 2020. We gonna need y'all to do this again. Because Herschel Walker, a walking, living, breathing example of CTE and also coonery. So y'all, we can't do it. That's a bad combination. It's a bad, bad, bad combination. So that's Georgia. Pennsylvania. So y'all know Pat Toomey retired. He longtime Democratic senator. So that race in Pennsylvania, another Senate race, is between the current Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, who has some of his own issues against that fucking Dr. Oz. 
Oprah mm. got a lot to fucking answer for. Mm. Because she was the one that brought Dr. Oz to prominence, Dr. Phil, and a whole lot of other fuck shit. But we'll deal with that later. But right now, this Senate race, Trump endorsed Oz, who is a fucking quack. Um, and John Fetterman, that's that's the race in Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania listeners, y'all get out there, vote for the least problematic candidate, who is Fetterman, and then once he's in there, hold him accountable. Arizona. Whew, another battleground state. So um, Mark Kelly, everybody should know that name. He won a special election in 2020. He, so he's now running for a full six-year Senate term. He is in a race against, uh, what's this fool's name? Blake Masters. Blake Masters. What kind of white-ass name is that? Um, <laughs> that, that, that sound made up. <laughs> that sounds like a tennis tournament. <laughs> So mass, this master's dude has zero political experience and he's endor- endorsed by Trump. That should tell you everything that you fucking need to know. Mark Kelly for Arizona. Uh, Wisconsin, and yet another battleground state. So Ron Johnson, who A, supported the big lie about Trump in the 2020 election, who also said that he would retire after two terms, obviously is going against that. He's going against his own fucking promise that he made because promises are clearly made to be broken. So he is going against a black candidate named Mandela Barnes. Um, so yeah, y'all know what to do. Florida, Marco Rubio and his big, huge ass fucking ears uh, Val Demings won her primary against him. So that's the race in Florida uh, for that Senate seat. Uh, Val Demings, I believe, depending on which poll you watch, is either two or three points ahead or two or three points behind. So that is a race she, that and she, she fired up too. She fired up. Gave a very, very passionate speech when she won her her um, primary on Tuesday. So that's the race in Florida. And Andres, this one should bring up some memories for you. That motherfucking Rob Portman is uh, not seeking re-election. So his seat is uh, up. Yep. Um, and that's between, that's actually my old district. And I voted against that bitch every chance I got because Rob Portman is a piece of shit. Mm. Um, so that race is between the racist, terrible ass Trump endorsed uh, J.D. Vance and uh, Tim Ryan. So Tim Ryan actually holds a seat in the House right now, but he's running for the Senate. So people in Southwest Ohio, y'all need to be supporting Tim Ryan. Governor races, Texas. Now, we should all be familiar with this. That motherfucking raggedy-ass Greg Abbott, him in his wheelchair running for re-election against uh, Beto O'Rourke, who has a lot of momentum behind him. Polls show him a couple points ahead, a couple points behind. Um, Abbott's response to Uvalde was some bullshit, and people are fucking fed up. So Greg Abbott, that's who he needs to support for that governor race in Texas. Georgia, 
oh, near and dear to our hearts, that fuck-ass Brian Kemp is running for re-election against our girl, Stacey Abrams, whose credentials do not need to be reiterated on this pod. Donate, donate, donate to Stacey Abrams because she is everything. And she would be the first Black female governor in this fuck-ass country. Can't believe it. And our sister is bad. Bad. She's nice. So um, that's who we need to be supporting there. Again, a very close race. And I think that we could potentially get that done, voter suppression notwithstanding. Another governor race, back to Arizona. So Doug Ducey, he's not running for re-election. Um, I mean, he is raggedy as fuck. But uh, Katie Hobbs is a Democratic candidate, and she's up against Carrie Lake, another Trump-endorsed candidate who is crazy as shit um, and talks all kind of ridiculous foolishness. So Carrie Lake, Arizona, that's who you need to be voting for. Uh, Back to Pennsylvania. So the current governor is Tim Wolf, who is a Democrat. He is term limited out. Um, and the current candidates for that are Josh Shapiro, who is a Democrat, and that crazy-ass Doug Mastriano, obviously a Republican, a Trump supporter who wanted to overturn the 2020 election and has made even more overtures about that in this whole governor's race. So um, that's the race in Pennsylvania. And even though it is a blue state, it's actually more like purple and abortion rights whoever is going to be governor is going to be having their hand on the scale for abortion rights in pennsylvania we already talked about my girl big gretch in michigan she's running against another crazy bitch tudor dixon what again like is that a style of a home or yes tudor like the style of a home Another I heard that a tutor is a last name, but not tutor yeah. is a first what, name. Why what, what, like all these guys sound like they would be like in a reject fraternity? Well, <laughs> tutor would be in a sorority because she is a woman. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. I was like, Tudor uh, Blake? Like, I would, like, where do these days come from? Uh, Out of somebody's ass. So, tutor is not it. Y'all better vote Big Gretch. Tudor is talking about banning abortion, um, permitless carry in Michigan, restricting voting voting access, also all about the big lie in 2020. Y'all, y'all really gonna vote Mm. by name Tudor in Michigan? I think the fuck not. Let's go, Big Gretch. Um, Another swing state. Y'all notice how all this shit is in swing states? Mm -hmm. Nevada. So the current governor is a Steve Sisolak. And he is uh, up against a Trump-endorsed sheriff, Joe Lombardo. And I don't know a lot about this race, but anytime anybody's endorsed by Trump, obviously some fuck shit. So Steve Sisolak, Nevada, swing state, very, very important. Um, So his platform, Lombardo's platform in that state, restricting voting access, eliminating the gun registry, ghost guns allowing those and opposing red flag laws yep that's about right for nevada <laughs> about <laughs> right side of about, the about quite so y'all <laughs> y'all know what to do another governor race in new york so kathy uh Hoch- hochel 
current Democrat. Um, she stepped into that role when Andrew Cuomo stepped down in 2021 with his fuck shit. He is another, she's facing another Trump uh, endorsed candidate named Lee Zeldin. He is currently in the New York State House. He's a congressperson in New York. Um, again, on some bullshit. So he apparently has gained a lot of ground in the past few weeks. So y'all in New York, y'all know what y'all need to do. That's my home state. Uh, Kathy Hoko, I believe, was the Erie County clerk uh, in Buffalo uh, for the entire county, Erie County. So uh, she's been uh, front and center uh, in terms of everything that went down with the uh, mass shooting at the Tops Market there and mm -hmm. has been bout about it in terms of gun control. So um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, can uh, say that, uh, you know, folks want to go ahead and support her, make sure they get, uh, you know, uh, their rules together, get registered, et cetera. But uh, yeah, for my home state, definitely uh, want to give a shout out to Kathy Hopel. That's not been an easy job uh, to step into and fill those shoes. Absolutely not, especially trying to overcome that uh, Andrew Cuomo fuck shit that he did. Um, two more things. So these are attorney general races, one in Texas and one in Michigan. The uh, Democratic candidate in Texas is Rochelle Garza, and she is running to unseat Ken Paxson, if that name sounds familiar to you. Um, he's currently facing a lawsuit in, again, by the state bar uh, because he was attempting to overturn the 2020 election, and that race is virtually tied. So Texas, we know, has been trending more blue over the past few years threatening uh, to A, get a Democratic governor. Um, Beto O'Rourke came within a couple points of beating Ted Cruz in 2020. So there is definitely work that we can do there. And then lastly, Michigan uh, Attorney General. So Dana Nessel is the current Attorney General. She is a Democrat. And again, facing another Trump-endorsed person, some fool named Matt DiPerno. Um, he's a lawyer. I don't know how he keeps getting all these lawyers. Um, mm. This election live bullshit. But um, he's running to unseat Nestle. She's the first openly gay statewide elected official in Michigan. Um, the DiPerno, the... the um, the challenger is for abortion rights, or I'm sorry, for rolling back abortion rights. And AGs are the ones that are responsible for enforcing um, restrictions on abortion in the state. So this is a super important race in my home state. Um, and Michigan is also working to add a, an amendment to the constitution um, in November around abortion. So these are some very important races. If you notice, they are all in swing states except for New York. Um, so there's shit, a lot of work that we can do as Democrats slash progressives slash niggas that don't want they shit fucked up. If these cycles take control of the House, Senate, and these state races like they want to. So there's work to be done and we can do it. We've proven it over and over again.
Absolutely. Uh, I'll just uh, interject with a couple of notes before we pass it over to Dries for his uh, story that we might have missed. So um, a few years ago, nobody knew who Republican George Pataki, P-A-T-A-K-I, was in New York. And uh, yeah, uh, no one really knew who he was. He was running against uh, Andrew Cuomo's father um, and uh, actually won. Uh, to the shock of uh, folks across the state. So it's real important that people get registered uh, to vote. Again, we don't care who you vote for. We do uh, have our favorite candidates, but that you're part of the process and vote. Very, very important. Also, a couple of county executive races in the state of Maryland. 2018, the county executive race was decided by 77 votes. Same two candidates went at it this year. They just tabulated the votes. Looks like it's going to be certified. The same winner won by 30 to vote. So if you don't think your vote matters, that's absolutely positively incorrect. Every wow. vote matters. So, you know, get with your board of elections, county, city, state, know your rules and uh, get registered to vote. And uh, we encourage folks to do that now. Those primaries are out of the way. General elections are coming. And uh, it's important that uh, folks get registered to vote. Drees, tell me about a story we may have missed, funny, serious or otherwise uh, that, I, that I may have missed on the pod. All right, I'm, I'm going to keep this one short, but I'm going to go straight to the point. Leave the elephants alone. <laughs> Leave them alone. You know, we, now, we, we, we've done a few stories on elephants. You know, probably one of, one of, the, one of the worst ones was the lady who was by, by the whale. And then when she wasn't looking, the, the elephant came and, and trampled her and killed her. And then they was having a funeral. The elephant came back and stomped on the body. Right, we all know the whole backstory, but that was it. This the other story that we just heard recently was this guy had an elephant. He was keeping the elephant in captivity, making the elephant work, and he took the elephant to uh, I think it was a lumber company or somebody who was moving some trees and was making the elephant move tree trunks, you know, big trees in heat, in extreme heat, and uh, the elephant just turned on. Just turned on them and and ripped them in half, literally ripped them in half, and then stood over the body and dared anybody to come do something about it. Mm. And so oh, leave well. the elephants alone. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was that the elephant they took a picture of, like an after picture of the elephant, and the elephant only had one tusk? Did he use the tusk to, like, cut the man he, in he, half? Yeah, he, he gored the man with the tusk and literally tore him in half. So leave the elephants alone. Mm, mm, they ain't mm. messing with you. Leave them alone. Damn, man. I think that experience to all these animals, they have had it with the bullshit, and they are letting people know. They're not so, going for it no more. Well, you know, my, my philosophy is stay in a high rise with no animals. You don't have to worry about nature. But if you're going to be out there, <laughs> then you need to respect their because. Mm. Elephants are bigger than we are. Mm -hmm. Smarter than. Also, they don't forget a goddamn thing. Mm -mm. And that elephant remembered, like, this motherfucker really got me out here in this hot ass weather. I ain't getting enough hay and straw and water and shit. Fuck this. I'm going to beat his ass and fuck him up. And that's what he did. T. Patty, we uh, on third base, rounding home. Uh, give me one of your final four shout out, prediction. Final thought or flowers? I mean, my final 
last time, I think, was a shout out to uh, Joseph Robinette Biden. And I got to do it again. Like, I came front. This has been hashtag hot boy summer for him. And, you know, going into the midterms, which is essentially like some of the early voting and stuff will be starting in like, I don't know, six weeks. He has a strong, strong argument for expanding his majority to get more and more things done. And I, I can't front on the man and his, his political prowess. So Joey B, I got to give it to you. Like second time in less than a month. That's what's up. That's what's up. Drees, give me a final four. Shout out, prediction, final thought, or some flowers. All right. Now, y'all know I like to um I like to go with predictions. And um, and this is this is actually, I think this is gonna be a somewhat a, a somewhat good prediction, I think. All right. I think we're gonna start the school year off, right? And I think for the first three months, it's gonna go really well. You know, because people is like, you know, the kids are back in school and we kind of get, get a little pace going, but I don't think the system is gonna be able to sustain itself. I hate to say that, but we got teacher shortages. Then you got the, um, once the flu and cold season start hitting and then monkey pops like start, you know, it's already picking up, right? I think we got maybe like a good two, three months. But when we hit that um, that fall, kind of going into cold and flu season, I, I don't know, we may, we may be back inside again. That's just, I'm just, you know, I, I hate to say that, but the, I think the school systems are going to be resilient for a minute, and then I don't think they, they're going to get overwhelmed again. Mm. Interesting. And so, you know, um, I saw this video with this lady and she was saying, you know, um, traditionally speaking, like in Chinese medicine, the zephyrs, those that's, that's those warm winds from the West that blow from West to East, especially in the fall, you know, like when the um, leaves be on the ground and the winds come and it'd be like 80 degrees in like October, November, and it blow up them leaves. Sometimes that can bring diseases and other stuff mm. with it so she's saying mm. you know people have a tendency to breathe in those zephyrs and stuff don't do that wow. if you're gonna do mm. it breathing in with your mask on you know wow. and uh try and protect yourself so we're gonna see how this go i saw another story a man tested positive for covid and monkeypox in the same week i'm like damn that's a shitty that's like the shittiest week ever Wait, is that the man that tested positive for COVID, monkeypox, and HIV all at the same time? No, now this guy was only COVID and monkeypox. So you saw a story with a guy that tested positive for COVID, monkeypox, and HIV? Yeah, he down bad. Damn, what the hell are wow. you doing? That's uh, wow. He was, doing, mm -hmm. uh, he was doing the maximum. He was doing the most. Wow. Damn. Oh, well, sorry to that man. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's rough. Exactly. Now this one's going to be simple for me. This is a shout out. This is a shout out to Mrs. Nook. We are celebrating our wedding anniversary this week. Uh, I am not dead. Congratulations. Despite right. the uh, despite being provoked, she has uh, not killed me. So I'm I'm thankful for love and for life for so many She's reasons. She's a saint. She's a she, saint. She is a saint. Two two halos. She can have mine. So um, 
thoroughly uh, thankful uh, to her. And uh, we got a couple of dates lined up and uh, it's going to be a, a great time. So just trying to get back to normal, you know, uh, since the pandemic, we really haven't dated like we usually do. So we're trying to get things back, be safe, you know, be masked up, but uh, want to definitely uh, give her a shout out, say happy anniversary. And uh, we'll be celebrating in, in quite a few ways. So happy anniversary, Mrs. No. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. It's it. our anniversary. That's right. Sing it. Sing it, brother. I appreciate yeah. it. Don't, don't encourage him to sing. But that's but about... I think he does have a point about like cold and flu season. Like People are acting like COVID is not a thing anymore, and the hospitalization rates and the death rates are still as high as they ever were. So that cold and flu season, monkeypox, Y'all be careful out here with, you know, with, with these kids, sending them back to school. Y'all be careful as y'all are out here moving around in the world. Um, like, these pandemics are not done with us, even though we acting like we're done with them. It's not really a thing. Y'all exactly. be careful. Because I really would love to start seeing y'all in person again, but it's like every time I turn around, some more fuck shit is happening. I know that's right. We still planning for this hundredth, but uh, yeah, yeah, we we may or may not be in person. We don't know. We just gonna wing it. We just gonna wing it. Uh, I'm do sorry, go ahead, T. Petty. Huh? Fuck it, do it live. <laughs> <laughs> do it live. Do it live. Um, truth and disclosure: We are all gonna take a few weeks off to celebrate the end of the summer. I wish we could be like our European brothers and sisters. They just take August off, like. They don't care if that's the place where you get your croissants. They'd be like, we are closed and yeah, we'll like, reopen bye. in September. So we are going to take uh, the rest of August off and a little bit of September too. And uh, we will be back um, after Labor Day. So um, you got a full uh, library of episodes to hold y'all down. 96 of them, if you include this one. And uh, we'll be back, but uh, we got some well-deserved time off that we're going to be taking the three of us. And uh, we'll be getting back uh, to y'all in September tanned, which we already are rested and ready. And uh, the march towards episode 100 continues. So, uh, T. Petty, what you got planned uh, for Labor Day and, you know, all that time off that you're going to have? You know, I don't have any plan. Well, that's not exactly true. But before Labor Day, guess what, y'all? My daddy is coming to visit me. What's what's up? Yeah, all so right, my daddy is coming in tomorrow, so I'm hanging. Daddy Pitt, hanging with my my best man all week. Uh, so for those who do not know, I'm a 100% a daddy's girl. If you are not at least as good as my daddy as a man, you don't even need to fucking talk to me. Period. Um, so my daddy is the blueprint. Uh, so he's coming to hang out with me and hang out with T. Petty Jr., my kid. So um, that, and then I have a concert that I'm going to, um, I think third, the third or the fourth. Okay. Uh, it's PJ Morton. So I'm super excited about that. because That's going to be good. That's I what's love up. He's that's amazing. That's what's up. JoJo and they sing Say So, like, y'all just don't talk to me because... <laughs> Just don't talk to me because y'all are not good enough. Um, I hear that. What y'all got, got planned? Therese, what you got planned, man? 
Man, I don't know. We like we trying to figure it out now. It's like we want to do that one last trip. You know, the kids are gonna be back in school. It's weird. They go back for a few days and then they write back off again, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's just weird. But like we're gonna we're trying to figure out something, but we don't want to travel too far. We want to be somewhere close. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So you uh, got some things to plan with the fam. Um, I have some spa trips traveled, but let me tell y'all what goes on in the mind of, Mook, of Nookie Bishop Jr. Okay, so I want to go to the spa, right? One of my favorite places of all time is the steam room. It literally gets to be 130 to 140 degrees in there. There's no talking. There's no phones. There's no computers. There's nothing. No one. I don't even want anybody to talk to me. Just like, just let me be. And there's always somebody that comes into the steam room and wants to talk. Hopefully it gets hot as hell in there. They just beat it because they really can't you know, mess with me as far as I'll spend an hour in there and, uh, you know, hydrate up before I go in and hydrate out uh, when I come out. But uh, I just like to be left alone. That's one. Now, I would like to have a seaweed treatment or a um, or a massage, but I just have like a phobia, right? Like um, I have a thing about strangers touching me, right? Like I, I don't want to be touched, period. There's like I can count on one finger how many people I want to touch me. That's Mrs. Nook. And that's it. Like, I don't want to be touched by anybody else. So that's one thing. The other thing is, is now in 2022 America, remember when you was growing up and they say, don't get in cars with stranger. That's exactly what the fuck Uber and uh, uh, Lyft is. You get in a car with a stranger. You don't know what that person is. You see a picture of them, but you don't know them. anything can happen. The other thing is, is when I like, uh, I've seen people get massages. You put your face in that donut hole pillow thing so like you're face down and you're like very vulnerable. And what goes through my mind is, is that like, there's going to be like some type of like ninja attack or something. Like they're going to burst in through the door and stuff. And then you may have like a, a massage therapist that has like slow reaction time. I need to have all the milliseconds if I'm going to fight the ninjas. So um, yeah, that's another reason why I, you know, like sort of hesitant to, uh, to have a uh, massage, but uh, we'll see. If I can uh, get over it, probably not, but uh, it is. You know, like some, some places now, they, um, <laughs> they, they, they have been doing this, but they've been doing this since the pandemic too. That little hole, sometimes they hang a bag off of it. <laughs> oh, Lord. And they put like, and they do aromatherapy. Like they'll, you know, put a little whatever smell in the bag. But like some of them are using it now because of COVID too, where you just like, your face is covered with the bag. You got to mm. breathe through the bag. So, mm, 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 mm. and then can I add this? Deshaun Watson has fucked it up for everybody in terms of these. Oh massages. my God. Because you can't, there needs to be three people in the room, like an observer, and then like the person doing the massage, and then the person getting the massage, because I, you just don't want to get caught up. I understand his circumstance was totally different in the whole nine yards, but. I mean, if I was a person giving massages, I wouldn't want to be caught in a room with just another person. Like anybody could be some type of freak or something like that. And anything can happen. So he has really fucked up the whole massage, uh, you know, dynamic uh, for a lot of people. And um, that just ain't good. That just ain't good. So there's that. So uh, Deshaun Watson is a predatory piece of shit. Um who should not be in the NFL or anywhere. He should be in prison. And um, really, that's all I have to say about him. So so I just, I'm disgusted by that nigga. 
by all of his supporters. Did y'all see that duel with his son? Uh, about I think this hit the man sign was like free to Sean Watson, and his son sign, who was like seven or eight, was like oh no. Did y'all see that? No. What the little Glad boy held that sign? Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I'll have to find it and send it to y'all. Like, listen, it's rough out here for women because that's the kind of fuck shit that we have to deal with. So, Deshaun Watson, you can go to hell with your raggedy, stank ass, along with everybody who supports you in your bullshit. Exactly. And truth and disclosure, in case people don't know who Deshaun Watson is, quarterback now for the Cleveland Browns. Um, alleged uh, or accused by more than 66 women of inappropriate behavior during massage therapy sessions. And that's um, just the ones who came out. Who that's like just joined, the ones that joined. came out. <laughs> so oh, it was wow. probably hundreds. Exactly. So if it was 20-something women that said he did this, then it's another 50 or 100 who are scared to speak out or just won't say anything. Exactly. So. Originally suspended six games uh, by a judge uh, um, that was... Uh, uh, appointed by the NFL, uh, that was rescinded, uh, was suspended 11 games and fined $5 million. May actually uh, play uh, this year, but... Uh, oh, he gonna just... play. You don't give a fuck about that. Now, kneeling, that's a step too far. Mm. But vehicular manslaughter, DUIs, woman beating, uh, rape, all that's cool. But if you kneel, you gotta get the fuck out of the paint. That's why I don't watch the NFL. Fuck the NFL. Hmm. NFL uh, uneven, uh, to say the least, in terms of uh, disciplinary cases, as uh, T. Petty alluded to. But, uh, yeah, uh, just the whole, just like you don't, like dudes don't even want to say the word massage no more. It's just like now it has a very negative, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, uh, conjecture to it. But uh, that's uh, unfortunate. So, uh I just will be in the steam room and, um, you know, be uh, relaxing and uh, get my spot on during our time away. And uh, we'll, we'll come back and, and we'll be ready to go to attack episode 97 will be our next episode. 97. All right. Like so, all right. Damn. Exactly. And I promise to uh, make sure I read the emails and be on time for the next podcast. Do apologize. <laughs> I just I can't. I, one out of ninety-seven. I was. I know. I can. I know. I'm gonna get it. But I mean, one I, out of ninety-seven. That's a pretty good success rate. I mm. mean, it is. I just don't yeah. understand. I just don't understand how I'm always the one fussing at you and Drees. I feel like I mostly work, him, not me. Just it me. is mostly him. But I'm the only. I already throw you under the bus, bro. I, I, it was just ten percent. I just I've been late ten percent of the time. Sir, late is not even the only issue. I will just say that as the the sole woman on this podcast, you motherfuckers be making me work, and I don't appreciate it. We gonna talk about this because it's sexism and patriarchy, and I'm gonna need y'all to do better. Don't be trying to quiet quit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny, too funny. Well, I wish, uh, tell your dad uh, we say hello and uh, enjoy your time with your dad. Are you taking him to the baseball game? I am, you know, the uh, the Red now. Yeah, okay. Oh, remind y'all when we get off air to tell you what happened after the uh, 
the Bad Bunny concert the other night. Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay. I'm gonna send y'all some videos. That shit was wild. Gotcha. All right, we can need to get to the Bad Bunny story. So we are wrapping up episode 96 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast, the quiet quitting episode. We will be here for you on your smart speakers on Apple Podcasts and Android. Remember to um, sub- to follow us uh, because when you get those automatic downloads, especially for my folks on Apple, that counts like just like you listen to it even before you listen to it. And uh, we're back in the top 200 for improv and continuing to grow in South Africa. So we appreciate you rolling with us. And if you want to uh, you know, follow and get those automatic download- downloads, that'd be great. But uh, other than that, we will see y'all next time on episode 97 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. One love, be safe, and enjoy the final days of summer. We are out. One love. Y'all good? Good. Peace, y'all. All right, y'all. Peace. Thank you.